0: Welcome to the Boulder City Podcast, where we focus on the people, the places, and the events in our small town. Today we have a very special podcast, and we focus on the Damn Short Film Festival, which will be held in Boulder City on February 14th through 19th. We have a special guest host, Shannon Gross, and we welcome Hava Brown, a board member of the DSFF, who will explain all the details of this year's festival, celebrating its 20th anniversary. We also welcome two of the filmmakers who will have their short films debut at the festival. Mei Mei Luang, who is showing Orange Vest and Cigarettes on February 16th at 10 p.m., and Jojo Scanlon, who will be debuting his animated film, Brutus, on February 16th at 5.30 p.m. They spoke with Shannon in the Boulder City podcast offices last week. the Boulder city podcast i'm roger gross your host and today we have a very special podcast we're going to talk about the damn short film festival that's being held in february uh, uh this year so i'm going to pass it on to shannon gross who uh, knows a lot more about uh the film industry than i do and now we're going to start with her and we're going to talk about the film festival and then later on we're going to have uh some other film drinkers uh, talk about their entries into the damn short film festival so shannon take it away
1: Alright, so Hava, uh, this year is the 20th anniversary of the Damn Short Film Festival. Uh, What does that milestone mean to the organization? Well, I thought that we were great at 10 years.
2: So to be able to make 20 years uh, actually put us as the longest running in-person film festival in Nevada. We're also the largest short film festival. And so I think those two milestones are just incredible to reach. Uh, there are film festivals that have been around longer, but they're not just dedicated to shorts. We are one of the very few film, uh, film fests in the country, let alone the world, dedicated to short
1: films. The Damn Short Film Festival is one of the top showcases for short films in the U.S. and there are thousands of them around the world. Why did this one in particular become so important?
2: I think we're one of the top showcases uh, because we are voted on by people in the industry, the filmmakers themselves, as one of the top 100 film festivals out of 12,000 film festivals in the world. And to have that recognition from filmmakers just fulfills our mission statement
1: that we show great films and we treat our filmmakers very well here. Absolutely. Um, So... In terms of the filmmakers that you attract, uh, do any of them produce feature films? Yes, uh, we
2: have had in the past, I can't tell you how many names or who they are, but a lot of short films and short filmmakers go on to produce feature films. And some of them go on to win awards. We've had a couple of Oscar award winning films,
1: short films in our repertoire. Uh, yes. How did you become involved in the Dam Short Film Festival?
2: I started off four years ago as a volunteer coordinator. Uh, when I first moved to Boulder City, I wanted to be part of the festival. I had known about the festival already. Uh, coming from California, I came from LA. And uh, I thought, how can I get my foot in the door? And it turned out they were looking for a volunteer coordinator. So I, I volunteered to be the volunteer coordinator. And from there, uh, there was an opening on the board and I became a board member about six months or eight months later.
1: That's great. So this year's Damn Short Film Festival, uh, give us lo- the logistics. Where is it going to be held? What are the dates? And how can someone get tickets?
2: We are for the second year in a row at the Elaine K. Smith Building. That's 700 Wyoming uh, Avenue. We, the festival is from February 14th through the 19th and just starting in a couple weeks from now uh, and to uh, all of the schedules and all of the tickets and all of the passes can be purchased at damshortfilm.org.
1: So how many films are shown during the festival and how many are submitted for review?
2: We are showing 147 films during the festival in 29 different blocks and we had 955 submissions this year.
1: Wow. How does that review process work?
2: I can't tell you that. <laughs> but I can tell you it's uh it's done by a dedicated group of volunteers who are basically on the clock from end
1: of March, early April
2: through October.
1: So is holding the Damn Short Film Festival in Boulder City an attraction for the city itself?
2: Yes, it is. We're we're Probably one of the most uh, uh, cultural event in Boulder City. Boulder City hosts a lot of different festivals, uh, but I think having the Damn Short Film Festival, which is you know not only short films, but also we attract filmmakers from around the world. Uh, we have uh, forty plus filmmakers coming from around the world this year. We've got South Africa. Italy, the UK represented. So it brings a lot of culture and international awareness uh, to Boulder City. I think Boulder City is uh, a gem. I, I I mentioned this before in an interview. We're never not going to be in Boulder City. That's just not an option. Um, so as we grow, we hope Boulder City will grow with us uh, and and be able to host this event forever. Boulder City's is probably as important as the films
1: that we show. So what's the average length of a film that we show?
2: Could be uh, anywhere, gosh, I think the average this year is probably about seven or eight minutes. You know, we have some that are as short as two minutes. We have some that are as long as 39 minutes. Uh, So we we tend to show, I guess the sweet spot is somewhere between 12 and 15 minutes. Tell us about your
1: successful submissions. Uh, Do any of them stand out to you? This year, now I've been with the festival four years, but I've watched the festival before.
2: Um, I was talking with the other uh, programmers about how good the films were this year and how hard it was to actually whittle down the, the films that we could show this year. I don't know what caused that. There were a lot of things that we talked about. Could it be the writer's strike? Could it be the actor strike? Could it be that some people, you know, weren't working? So they made short films. Um, we, I, I can't tell you if one stands out above the other. I can just say that this is, uh, this is the best group of films that I've seen so far. Uh, we do have some famous filmmakers who submitted films. Wow. Um, you may have heard of Ricky Gervais he submitted a film that's in the festival. Um, There are some A-list actors that are also, uh, I saw a lot more A-list actors in short films this year too. One, you may recognize Alfie Allen, um, Theon Greyjoy uh, from Game of Thrones. Uh, We have a documentary with Brad Pitt and Robert Duvall and Sean Penn, so it's it's some A-list actors. Do a lot of these people attend the festival as well? I would love to see them attend the festival. A lot of times we don't even know who's attending the festival unless you've already checked in with our our filmmaker concierge, but we do have some surprise people show up.
1: Sounds great. So I know that there are a couple mixers during the week of the Short Film Festival. Uh, Tell us about them. Great. We try to have something
2: every night of the festival. Uh, We are starting... I guess on Valentine's Day this year. So we added an extra day to the festival. We have a love and romance block that's being sponsored by Grandma Daisy's downtown. She's making chocolates for everybody. And then we have a meet and greet at Boulder Bowl on Friday night from four to 5.30. Uh, That's meet, that's with filmmakers, that's catered by Tony's Pizza. And then we have a mixer at Beer Zombies, that's from 5.15 to 7.15 on Saturday night. That's being catered by the Chicken Shack, and we have our—it's uh, invite-only VIP brunch. It's filmmakers and VIPs and some special sponsors. That's hosted by uh, the Railroad Pass at De Simone's Steakhouse. We have red carpet award ceremony. (laughs) That is Sunday night for sure. That starts at six. All the filmmakers will take a limo ride to the red carpet, be interviewed at the top of the red carpet, go in for the award ceremony. We show the best of the fest at that time, all the winning films that we can fit into about an hour and a half block. And then we have an after party, which is hosted by the Boulder Dam Brewing Company, and that's catered by Chili Jillies.
1: It seems like Boulder City businesses really benefit from the the Damn Short Film Festival. Um, I know that you couldn't really talk about how the review process works, but could you tell us a little bit about how, how the judging process works?
2: I can, the judging process is super simple. It's audience voted. So we ask all of our audience members to participate in voting for their favorite film after the film is shown. So as uh, people exit the program, they're given a poker chip and they put the poker chip in a box labeled with the film name and they just vote for their favorite film. That goes into an algorithm based on the number of people that are there. That's great.
1: Yeah. All right. We're going to take it over to the filmmakers. We have Jojo Scanlon and Mei Mei Luang here. Um, So, I'm going to ask you both, how did you get started in film?
3: So my filmmaking journey started um, actually here in Nevada at um, Sahara West Library in Summerlin. I had recently moved from Chicago with my family, and um, I had no friends, no connections, nothing. I was like eight years old, I want to say. And my mom enrolled me in a filmmaking summer camp. And I had no interest in film, didn't watch movies, didn't like them. Um, but immediately fell in love with it, and uh, it just started like this weird domino effect that I actually forgot about until I was in high school, and then I got back into filmmaking, Um, and from there I went to Columbia College, Chicago, studied filmmaking for four years, interned with a studio in LA, and moved back to Vegas because I missed it so much. That's great you can't say yes and to both. Yes, I
4: agree. <laughs> Good answer. Um, so I started my filmmaking journey probably a little bit later than a lot of um, filmmakers, but I worked in the Bay Area in tech. And um, what I decided after I worked there for a little bit was that that wasn't fulfilling my creative inspirations. So I decided I actually grew up in, um, Las Vegas, so I decided to come home. And I came back to Las Vegas to attend UNLV. And actually what I wanted to do is I wanted to be in theater. And theater, I love theater, I still love theater. And so I was studying theater at UNLV, at the UNLV Theater Department. And while I was doing that, I actually met a film major. And a film major was like, hey, you know what? I think that you should check out the film department because you have all of these ideas that maybe are being constrained by the limitations of theater. And I was like, okay, I'll go and check it out. So I went to the UNLV film department and I met the professors and I started taking classes and I was like, really, really this is this is where I want to be. This is um, how you kind of make the magic that's in a way more accessible to the general audience and like people can see it and you can do it yourself almost in a way because um, technology is available a little bit more than theater potentially. So that's how I got started. And since then, I've just been making short films and independent films and just about just about anything that has to do with film and media and I also teach at UNLV as a visiting assistant professor.
1: Um, In both of your opinions why is doing a short film a good way to get experience in the industry? Uh,
4: Historically uh, short films have been a way for people to one gain experience and get into the industry Um, there's a lot of I experience this a lot with film students in which they want to be a director and a director is an amazing um, position but there isn't really a clear path on being a director. Generally, you can't just go to a studio and be like, I'm a director, and they give you a job as a director. You have to prove yourself in a way, and in a way to do that is to do a short film. And so um, showing that you are able to and that you can follow through when you're making short films is one of the ways to get into the industry, but also as just a way of creative expression. So the beauty about short films is because it is accessible to both the viewer and to the person who's making the short film is that you can do it without like if you have something to express, you can usually find a way to express it using the medium of film. There isn't as many barriers. so uh, And the easiest way is a short film because you can have a project from beginning to end and express what you need to express in a short amount of time. So that's why I think short films are really important. And as um, Hava was saying, that there's major people in the industry that are making short films for a reason is because they can, they're not, there isn't challenges and barriers of a whole studio system or whatnot that's saying that they can't do it because they just can and they will because that's a way of expressing themselves.
3: From my experience, a lot of people when they start in the filmmaking world don't understand how much work really goes into it and also how much money I think a lot of people are just like, oh, a movie costs a million dollars. They get that immediately. It's extremely hard to get money for movies, um, especially if you have no credibility or experience. So short films are a great way to not only see if you enjoy filmmaking as an art form, um, but also if you're like kind of cut out for it. There are people that I've worked with that only work in short films because it's such a self-conducive medium. Versus feature-length films um, really take a massive crew and a massive amount of responsibility and leadership. Um, I think it's also a really good way to use very simple, short ideas that might not work in a much longer project. Um, it reminds me of how Shakespeare had very short sonnets that were very clear and to the point, but then he also had these massive, you know, overarching plays with multiple arcs and characters, and, and there was a reason why those were so long, but the sonnets didn't have to be that long. They could just be a few stanzas or a few short lines, and it still gave emotion and made you feel a way that nothing else really did.
1: Right, that's a good way to look at it. I know that you brought up money, JoJo. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously that is the center of any industry. Uh, Tell us about how you finance a short film. Do you hire a director? Do you do it yourself? How do you edit it down? Um, And then what are some good venues to present a short film in theaters and festivals and online?
3: So there's a few ways you can finance it. Um, A project. You can go directly to producers and executives and pitch a project and they can fund it either through their company or out of their own pockets. That's a really easy way to do it if you have the experience and connections. Most people won't have those unless you've worked in a studio system for six or seven years and you know gone to all the parties and things. So uh, crowdfunding is also a really good way. Um, if you have friends and family who can put up money, that's another great way. Uh, For my project, it was completely self-financed, mostly because I knew the premise was extremely hard to sell to producers to the point where they would just be like, I don't get this, I can't give you money for it. Um, But a lot of times, if you just explain to executives and people in the industry, like, this is my goal, this is what I've done before, um, nine times out of ten, if they can't give you money, they'll point you in the direction of someone that can.
1: Right? Do you hire a director? Do you do it yourself?
3: So I, I write and direct myself. Um... For this project, it was animated, so I hired animators and voice actors. Um, But being that I work in the independent circuit, I don't have a ton of money, so my pool is very small. But the cool thing is you get some really talented people in that pool um, that really work hard and really give a project their all, even if you're not giving them massive, massive, massive amounts of money. Um, So normally, I don't hire a director. I kind of wish I could so I can just (laughs) sit back and watch them do it, Um, but I'm just too involved in the whole process. I just can't get out of it.
1: Um, And then what are some good venues to present a short film in theaters and festivals and online?
3: So theaters, the cool thing is is if you live in a small town, you might have a much easier time getting your theater to play your project. If you live in a metropolitan area, Mm -hmm. that's probably not going to happen. I know some theaters like AMC and stuff can let you rent uh, theater but that's money out of your own pocket right. um, it's cool to see if there's local film jams or film festivals and work with them to get distribution or see if they'd be willing to show your project uh, Film Freeway is a great way to submit to festivals that's how we did this project and it was cool because we submitted to dozens of festivals being like let's just see which ones like us and we ended up taking this film on a east coast tour which I would have never expected as a filmmaker I'm like packing up all of my stuff and going on a tour but um that's a totally viable option as far as the internet youtube is always a great option vimeo is i would even argue tiktok is becoming a very good option as yeah. a lot of people are just uploading right. like full projects there or making projects specially tailored for tiktok so there's a lot of avenues and it feels like every day there's more coming out that i now have to learn yeah and all my <laughs> friends will make fun of me because i do not understand it but i'm <laughs> trying my best
4: So every short film is a little bit different on what its needs are in terms of financing or what resources you already have. So depending on the short film, we'll we'll seek financing in different ways. Some of it, and there's tons and tons of really amazing short films that are like, I got my buddies together for the the weekend and we shot this really amazing short film and all it cost was some pizza and some soda. And some of my short films are that way. (laughs) You get them together for the weekend and you give them some pizza and some soda and you make some really, really amazing short films that way. So that's a self-financing way. Um, and also, just making sure that you know how to utilize your resources like really great. You have a restaurant that you go to all the time, you ask them, Hey, can I show you your restaurant? And most of the times, they actually say yes. The other way is like JoJo way saying, which you would probably get. So, the another way is um, like self financing. So, you save a little bit of money every single weekend or every day that you work in order for you to be able to have enough money to be able to pay your cast or crew or get the pizza for that weekend. But what. Um, The one short that we're showing at the uh, Damn Shorts Festival this week is Orange Vests and Cigarettes and Orange Vests and Cigarettes actually received two grants. Um, We received the Minnesota State Board Arts Grant and we also received the Nevada Arts Council Grant. So a wonderful way to finance these short films is that you can look for these grants, the ones that are available and apply for them. Um, So for each one of these we got a significant amount of money from both of these grants uh, to create this one short film. Um, there's tons and tons of grants. There's even like you can Google them and you can find the kinds of grants. Um, and that's how we discovered a few of these. Um, uh, so we got that money from specifically from grants. And then in terms of how like how do you show them and how do you people see them, um, there is film festivals is one of the best ways because there are a lot of film festivals and there's some film festivals that are very tailored specifically to whatever Um, the content of your short film is and that's really a great way to get people together who all kind of share the same um, same ideas for themes or genres or whatnot and um, you can meet people that way and plus you also have people who are wanting to share your projects as well because they share a passion for it I did a short film that was a horror genre and the horror film festival is like the network is massive in terms of that. So, kind of knowing your audience and knowing where the best places to show it is one way to kind of tackle that. Where do you show it? And then I think that the internet is amazing. So, YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, just uh, once it's finished the film festival circuit, uh, to put it out there for people to see, like people just love to connect to those kinds of like what people are making and short films that are coming out from. Just about everybody.
1: Absolutely, uh, Meime, you mentioned uh, film festivals that are tailored towards certain genres. Mm-hmm. Do either of you have a style of film that you prefer to do?
4: I love to just create, but um, Orange Vest and Cigarettes, in like very specifically, is a very diverse film um, that features like coming of age and also um, LGBTQ plus themes. So there are festivals that are very specific for that. And then also um, being a woman filmmaker, like any films that portray um, women as the main character or have women as part of the behind the scenes. There's a lot of festivals that are for specifically for to showcase women filmmakers and women films. And those are the kind of films that I really love to be involved in.
3: I really enjoy making comedy um, mostly because I grew up in Chicago and went to school in Chicago and was around so many um, comedians and comedy majors to a point where it just leaked into my brain and Mm -hmm. I can't stop doing it Um, but I also really like writing really human stories Um, a lot of the filmmakers and people I've talked to um, who I've worked with and just kind of networked with we've all kind of shared a sentiment that media is becoming kind of disconnected from how people really are like the way people talk in TV sounds nothing like how we talk and I love creating grounded realistic stories that still have room for imagination and creativity Um, and the basis of my entire uh, body of work is I want to inspire people to um, not only be creative themselves but remember that there's better days ahead always so I always write from the perspective of I'm trying to tell a good story for the other person but also tell something that they can grow from and learn from and take with them into their regular life.
1: All right. I'm going to end it out with a little bit of motivation. What advice do you guys have for up-and-coming or student film bankers?
3: Do you have something? I might have to think about that.
4: Um Yeah, I actually do. Yeah. Um So, uh, what the the advice that I have for um, student filmmakers or up-and-coming filmmakers is I don't have the quote with me right now, but What I like to say is that everybody has a voice. Like everybody has a story that they want to tell. And what happens is is that if you take that energy and that story that you want to tell and put it out into the world, there's somebody on the other end that's going to connect to that. That's going to say, hey, that's me. And hey, you know, someone sees me because that's a story that you are telling because somehow that's not being told in the wider media. So just remember as a first-time filmmaker or new filmmaker is that, you have a voice and that you can use that voice to make society better and to make other people better. And all of that other stuff is like, just let it fade away, you'll figure it out. But really just always be inspired to share your voice with others.
3: It's more music-based, but I think it still applies to film. Go look at your favorite musicians or your favorite artists and go look and see if you can find their first demo or their first tour or their first concert and watch and observe how not up to the same quality it is to what you currently like by them the way you're going to start out is not the way your art is going to be forever and that's good that's a good thing you don't want your style to be the same for your entire artist career artist um, life in a way but also it's cool because there's room to grow you're not going to be perfect right out the gate i love that i have friends that think that's stupid and oh well you can achieve perfection you can't i learned that very quickly um and I think it's cool to know that you're not going to be able to make 100% of what you want to make. You'll maybe get 70 to 90% there, and that's awesome, because there's so much stuff you're going to discover in the process that you wouldn't be able to plan for. In pre-production, you wouldn't have been able to you know, um, anticipate this one minor accident that's going to spiral into this amazing opportunity five weeks from now for the perfect shot. And also just remember that all of us that are at the festival, all of us that are doing really good in our careers we started at the exact same point as you there is no shame or embarrassment in making mistakes or not doing things the right way in a million air quotes because whatever way you do is the right way um i don't remember who said it but someone said there's three ways of doing things the right way the wrong way and my way and you should always be doing things your way don't listen to listen to our advice because i think we're doing pretty good (laughs) um but take everything everyone says with a grain of salt um, because they're all projecting their fears and their worries onto you
1: that was great all and right eat your vegetables <laughs> <laughs> that was great thank you guys all right thank you jojo and maybe so much for coming and speaking um and hava can you tell us again where to buy tickets and what the dates are sure all tickets for the festival are
2: online at damshortfilm.org Uh, We have individual tickets for programs, they're $12.50, same price as last year. We have individual, if you want to buy a one-day pass, uh, Thursday is $45, Friday, Saturday are $55.00 and we have five day passes that's probably the best value uh that's only 150 and then we have new vip experiences this year um go online to see everything the vip offers that's full access to filmmakers uh the filmmaker lounge uh swag first in line invite only vip brunch it's uh it's a very sweet package Uh, All of that is at damshortfilm.org, and the dates of the Film Fest are February 14th to the 19th. Great, thank
1: you so much. Thank you.
0: Hope you enjoyed the Boulder City podcast. Special thanks to Boulder City Social for helping to disseminate the episodes. If you know anyone in Boulder City that might be an interesting and informative guest on the podcast, email me at rogergross at comcast.net, and we'll try to get them on. Until then, we'll see you next time on the Boulder City Podcast.